Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. All right, everybody, let's clear our minds, get ready to make moments precious. To do that, we need five seconds of silence brought to you by the Smarticle Podcast. All right, here's the headline. A leading memory researcher explains how to make precious moments last. This comes via the New York Times and David Marchese. We'll get into who he's interviewing in a second. But first, Brandon, the Wokamagameter on precious moments. Well, we've done a couple articles by David Marchese already. Yes. Um, he's definitely more woke than he's MAGA, but I'd put him at a six on the Wokamagameter. Okay, that's nice. All right. Are you going to remember this moment? This show, are you going to remember no, it, Brandon? I've already left. It's already gone from my memory. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. It's like a painting in my mind. Oh, doggone it. Very good. All right. Our memories form the bedrock of who we are. Those recollections in turn are built on one very simple assumption that something happened. But things are not quite so simple. We update our memories through the act of remembering, says Charan Raghunath, professor of psychology at UC Davis. Go Aggies and the author of the book, Why We Remember. So it creates all these weird biases and infiltrates all our decision-making. It affects our sense of who we are. So they're doing a little uh, back and forth here. A little dance. Here's the question for him. If what we're remembering or the emotional tenor of what we're remembering is dictated by how we're, we're thinking in a present moment, what can we really say about the truth of a memory? The response, I think of a memory more like a painting than yeah, a photograph. Painting. One more smidge. On the more intentional side, are there things that we might be able to do in the moment to make events last in our memories? It's a great response. In some sense, it's about being mindful. We want to form a new memory. Focus on aspects of the experience you want to take with you. If you're a kid, you're at a park, focus on the parts of it that are great. If you're with your kid at a park, focus on the parts of it that are great, not the parts that are kind of annoying. Then you want to focus on the sights, the sounds, the smells, because those will give you a rich detail later on when you want to remember. Another part of it, this is it, is that we kill ourselves by inducing distractions in our world. We have alerts on our phones. We check our email habitually. So you don't remember being there because, to some extent, you were never really there in the first place. If you set time with your child, do not check the email and turn off your alerts. So we've done talks in the past about memories. You love talk about memory. You love it. Well, because, I mean, if you really go down the rabbit hole about your past, what you remember could all be wrong. You have no idea. Well, according to this guy. No, no, but we've talked about this in other posts. Right. Memory is infallible. Or memory is fallible, not infallible. So if you just sit right there and go like, God, do I even really know what happened in my childhood? That'll just blow your mind. Well, I think that's what a lot of cognitive therapy is, right? Is dealing with memories or false memories, things that you think happened but didn't really. Your parents were mean to you, but they really weren't. Or you saw through the lens of a five-year-old when ultimately that's not what actually happened. Yes. So, yeah, of course. Memory is a is a fleeting thing. And he, he t I love that he gave that description of it's more of a painting. Like a, a painting can show real stuff, but it's also nuanced. If you saw any of the... Uh, courtroom paintings of Donald Trump, you're like, wow, that person did not like Donald Trump because they just sort of took some artistic license, if you will. So memory is a funny thing. It's 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 a painting of what could be, not necessarily what is. I'm going to just extrapolate that out a Ooh, little bit longer. Do so, please. I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've said this. I like but a good extrapolation. It, 
to be vulnerable with you, Brandon. Oh, I when I think of my life as like data and science and things I should be doing, blah, 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 I feel like I'm a failure. But when I think of my life as art, I feel way more free and way more like, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. I think life is it should be art. Yeah. Well, in our pre-production meeting, you talked about the fact that you'd been in a hoity-toity party. And you felt a little yeah. bit sad because you felt yes. like you weren't you, yeah, you, totally. you weren't as successful as you wanted to be. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, you have offered so much more to the world than mm. any person in that room has. Now, maybe there are other people that are whatever, but being an artist, creating something, I mean, you know, the person driving down the road that tunes in to Larry on the drive, that <laughs> that's that's fulfilling. There's something in that that's really powerful. So as opposed to the dude that made just an absolute shit ton of money, you know, working for a private equity firm then bought a company and then ripped it apart and then sold it and everybody lost their jobs is that guy more successful but is he offering more to the world i think you offer way more to the world personally larry so like there are a gazillion actors out there but not everybody becomes pacino there are a gazillion artists out there but right. not everybody becomes picasso but that's not saying that they're not as good as picasso it's just like sometimes people just don't get discovered no that's very true i mean i think about there's some some albums that I know that I really, really, really love that I guarantee if I sort of said them to most people, they'd be like, who? Like just these kind of random albums that came about at certain times in my life uh, or songs on albums that are like, you know, we listen back in the day when people actually bought albums and you listen to like song number 12. There's lots of songs I know that really struck me. He actually references this in the article about the fact that we make these connections, these synaptic pathway connections to things so if we yep. hear a, a particular song at a particular totally. time it will always totally. remind me so i love the band the english beat i know you love the band the english beat they're great but they're my favorite Be english wakeling. beat song is called end of the party and most people if i reference that to people they'd be like huh it's just this beautiful piano driven song at the very end of one of their greatest albums the most people never listen to that song but i it's my, by far my favorite so that's that's because of the time of my life when I really was into the English beat, that was a really important song to me. I always think of Paula Kesterson when Taking On Me by a Hawkins on. So kind of circling back to this, in that in this vein, when you're at a park with your daughter, do you feel like that memory that's being registered is be is a painting or a photograph? Yeah, I probably see it more as a photograph, I guess. But I I do think I do spend a lot of time in my own head and I think a lot about my daughter, you know. Corey's always sending me movies of her when she was like two or three. And it's it's so interesting to go back and look at it. And part oh, of me's like, I can yeah. barely remember that. You know, I'm like, ah, oh. oh. like, I, I, you know, watch like her playing basketball as a little kid. I'm like, ah, but you know, it's like a whole thing of you've seen her grow every day. So to go yeah. back and reflect on that, it's just a different feeling. I, in fact, I saw a picture of, I have this picture that pops up on my screensaver and it's of your three kids. One day mm. years ago, I took your kids out. We went to my favorite little diner. Eddie's fast diner down on yes. the Visadero. We had, we had, it was a really memorable day. We went out, went to the park. We had a great time. And there's this picture of all three of them. And they're really little kids at this point. B, your oldest is, I want to see she's 16. my, well, right. But I, this was probably eight years. She's probably eight in that picture. Like my daughter's wow. age. And just seeing her in that picture and seeing your youngest Trey, it's just really, it's weird. It just brings back all it's every time I see it, it's a rush of memories come back. Not just about those kids, but about you guys and my life in San Francisco and the restaurant, all that stuff. It's all connected into that. I'd like to just pause that phone thing with pictures in it for a second. 
you know, when you start thinking about your past or you think about the future, like these are the dreams I have to do whatever or the regrets that happen in my life, they're all meaningless. The only thing that you can really get into is the present. Like, and they talk about this in the article. You have to be mindful in truly in the moment if you want to remember something. Everything else, you're you're not getting it. Yeah, and it, the author, not the author, but the interviewee of this article is like a like a full on brain researcher, right? So it's not yeah. just some philosopher that's talking about, but he has a very philosophical bent to memory, even though he's like hooking people up to electrodes and he's looking at, he's saying that some of the stuff in memory is just mystery. And it's, it's Mm. fascinating how it's like, he kind of reflects on it as it's being very fluid and moving. I I look at, I always have this thing where I look at a picture from whenever, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even have to be my family, but I look at a picture of something, you know, and and you think there's this really famous picture from Gettysburg of these three Confederate soldiers kind of standing after the battle, they're leaning up against a fence. And I was like, on that day and time, those three men were standing there. Somebody was taking that picture. There are probably people around that because they were prisoners. And I was like, what was in their head at that moment? What was going on? And where do they go to after that? It's just like all the richness of a picture. He talks about pictures as a way of remembering things. That we take pictures of trips and everything so we can go back. And that in order for our memories to work, we need to revisit them. That's why songs and smells trigger memories because we revisit that thing we were doing or that place that we were in when we first experienced that sound or that smell. I've got this new practice I started when I go somewhere. Oh. I close my eyes for oh. like 60 seconds and try to... Hopefully not on a crowded subway where you're going to get mugged. Well, I, I started it on the Golden Gate Bridge, ironically. I was walking across the Golden Gate Bridge. Nobody was around. I was like, I'm going to sit here for a minute and just try to like see if my body can... Just remember the feeling of being present on the bridge. And then I'm going to start doing it at different spots. Like if I'm at home in my living room or wherever, like, can I just try to get the smells, the feeling, all of that in a moment? And so when I close my eyes, I could, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do it, but I want to just start being able to feel the presence of wherever I'm in. Like, oh, I'm right here. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. I think, I mean, I don't think I, I, it's not going great, by the way. I've just started this. (laughs) Being present in the moment. No, 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 no. Like being like, okay, if you blindfolded me and drove me around and dropped me somewhere, I'd be able to just by standing in the eyes closed, like by the energy of where I'm at, I'd be like, oh, I'm on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, I'm in my living room. Oh, I'm at the, just just from the sounds. I feel of like the- you just went full chakra on me, buddy. I feel like you just went full weirdo. Oh, uh, well, maybe- it is kind of a weird, but nobody thinks it's a great, like everybody in my family is like, yeah, you're nuts. But yeah, you I are just a like little bit like- nuts, but that's what I love about you is that you challenge yourself to think about the world differently. That's the point of that. You know, you blindfolding yourself on the Golden Gate Bridge so you can walk off and fall into the ocean, it's one thing. But the fact that you even challenge yourself to to do something different, so few people actually do things differently. They do the same thing every single time. So the fact that you're going to a place and you're like, I want to feel the energy or the noise or the the vibe of that thing, that's powerful. I think that's great. And it And it also creates new memories for you, right? Somewhat. And I will just, I'd like to close by saying that I, there are times where I'm sad that my daughter's not three years old anymore. She's oh. not holding my hand. We're not walking down the street. It makes me I'm like, oh man, because like you, I don't even remember those. I'm like, what the hell happened? But the point of this article is if you're not present in the moment, if I'm not like, I am so thankful for my 16 year old daughter that I'm missing the point and I won't remember anything anyways. Yeah. I recently, you know, sometimes it's late and Mabel wants to play a game and I'm tired at 6 30 oh. or whatever. And I'm like, I've worked all day and 
And he goes, like, let's play. And I'm like, I never, I, I have a rule for myself. I'm like, I never say no to her. Because I'm like, you know, there's going to be a point where she's not going to want to play games anymore. Yeah. And I just, Amen. I just really try. It's, it's even when I don't want to, I try to be present with her because there's something incredibly joyful and fulfilling for me to be able to spend that time with her. I feel like that is core memories being built for her. And I just, I just love it. I think it's important. Well, one way you can remember that you listen to the show would be to rate, review, and like it on wherever you're getting your podcast. That really helps us out. Once it- Hopefully Apple Podcasts, because those are the best review spots. Go to BrandonDobaldWillDanceForYou.com. That's his OnlyFans <laughs> page. Pay him five bucks. He'll come out, uh, dance at your bar mitzvah. Whatever you want, he'll do it. Uh, Brandon, I'd like to thank you for uh, bringing up some nice memories with my kids. Thank you. That was touching. <laughs>